State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. My next guest is a shadow worker. Now, don't get scared because he is about to shed light on what men need to work on the most. And this can be critical information to share with a man in your life. Coming up next here on Checking In. He's a shadow worker and integration coach that has a growing following on Instagram and TikTok. Please welcome to Checking In, Zach Alexander. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Absolutely. I am so interested in everything that you do. I feel like you have a relatable, a more inviting approach to healing Thank you. versus what some people might feel like another introduction into healing could be threatening, pressure. But it seems like yours is, no, we all need healing. Let me show you the way. Let me guide you versus uh, take a pill and come to therapy every Thursday at three o'clock. Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm actually not a credentialed or licensed therapist, but yet I'm basically like a men's mental health coach in a sense. Right. And so for me, it's like, why am I in this field and how did I even get here? Well, a lot of people, especially men, are even intimidated by the nature of therapy. And so I think some of that exists because of the power dynamic that is there between even a therapist and a client, just in terms of like, you come in and I may diagnose you with something which could honestly just be a trauma response, right? And now you're thinking, oh no, now I'm dysfunctional. Oh. Or here's a pill. And while I'm not against like, you know, psychopharmaceuticals, uh, it tends to be like, just keep taking this or whatever. While we have to understand that like healing needs to go to a, a deep root level, like no one's dysfunctional. I don't really necessarily believe that. We have a lot of different life experiences that if we don't fully process can leave its imprint on us and can leave the way we function. And sometimes we're not necessarily going in there. And healing is much more than just talking. Yeah. We are a physical, mental, emotional human. We are not machines. Everything is interrelated. So to kind of take that holistic, integrative approach and to look at it from that lens and to say, I'm just here to give you the tools and I'm just here to witness and accept you in whatever it is. I'm no different than you. Are you familiar with Dr. Caroline Leaf? No, I'm not actually. So we've ended up becoming really close friends, but she's a neuroscientist and uh, some type of pathologist. 
So you mm-hmm. would think because of the that background of being a neuroscientist, she actually kind of takes your same approach. And I love how I take, say, a diagnosis. I don't take it as a label. I take it as data. Mm-hmm. So if you go somewhere and say for me, my own journey with depression and anxiety, right? The yeah. psychiatrist had to diagnose me. So I didn't look at it as a label. I didn't look mm-hmm. at it as I am a depressed person versus yeah. this is data. And then Dr. Caroline Leaf helped me to understand she feels, I wanted to get your take on this. You were talking about trauma responses. She feels like even depression can be a response. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Okay, great, great, absolutely. great. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm someone who's who suffered from depression and anxiety at different points in my life, and I will come out of it at different junctures as well. It can very much be a trauma response, right? Sometimes it is to depress something, right? And I don't want to negate the full impact of depression. It's a broad term that encompasses so many things. But especially when I see like men coming in who are depressed, oftentimes they've repressed a lot of emotional experiences. And if those emotional experiences aren't moving through, right, or the body feels scared to process those old traumas or those emotional experiences, the nervous system will actually go into a shutdown response, yes. almost like a hibernation mode. Oh, And so it's just, it's, it's a survival mechanism of just to protect oneself, to kind of numb out in a little bit. And so there's tons of different mechanisms and modalities that we can apply to someone to help bring them out of that state. And sometimes, you know, there's depression. Jim Carrey had this line, depression is a deep rest from playing the character you can no longer play. I notice a lot of times we look at depression as it's bad thing. Anytime I'm going through a huge transition in my life, or I would call it like a breakthrough, right? About to step into something new. I will go through a little bit of a depressive state of just like, I'm coming back home. It's almost like a little bit of a cocoon. And, you know, and I have to unfurl out the old things and shed the old parts of me. And that can bring up a lot of grief and a lot of sadness. Okay, Zach, wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you something. Just within the first five minutes, I already know you have freed somebody. You have helped somebody within this five minutes. We coming in hot, y'all. It's the first five minutes. (laughs) Part of it is my fault because I get so excited uh, as far as healing is concerned because I just want to help people. I want people to know that there are certain things I would say maybe not necessarily overcome. And I don't even want to use the word cope with. Is it okay to still say, will depression be a part of you? And is that okay? Versus you'll overcome it. Like, does it have to be a part of you? Is it an experience that you're just having right now? It's kind of like pilgrims. We're just passing through. Yeah. Maybe we just don't have the right tools yet to give someone to be able to come out of it. And it's very broad. Like there could obviously be a genetic chemical imbalance that that is very prolonged, right? We don't want to just negate that or anything. But Well, there's chemical, the seasonal depression people get, situational depression. I lost my job. I wasn't expecting to. So you go into a depression, loss of a relationship, betrayal, (laughs) a spouse passes away, your father, mother passes away. Being depressed after something like that would be a natural response. Having sadness, prolonged sadness would be a natural response. Where are you from? First of all, how did Zach become this? So this would be a little bit of a story. You ready? Let's go. 
Okay. So born outside the Philadelphia area, that's where I'm currently living again right now. Okay. But uh, I went through a pretty heavy history of childhood trauma, failing student throughout my life, like issues with addiction, all that. When I was able to finally get out of home in my early 20s, I started to pull my act together a little bit and started doing some NGO work in Kenya and just kind of coming into myself with that. Don't even get me so on that. That has its own issues, right? Very much. But while I was over there, I became very ill mm. and I was actually bedridden ill for four years. So sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, the medical system could not figure it out. And that's where I first got taken into this, to like kind of our institutional systems and complexes. And I understood like, they're not helping me. They don't know what to do with me. And I actually had to go and look up and research. And finally, I was able to get a hold of this infectious disease doctor who was from Nigeria. He figured out what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up drinking jugs of grounded up plants from Nigeria for two weeks. And I popped out of it. Wow. Yeah. So quite a story. Ooh. And so at that point or whatever, I'm 25 and I have to go figure out what to do with my life. And as someone who like always was rebellious and pushed against the systems and all that, I said, you know, I, I spent a lot of time reading over those four years and have anything else to do. And I said, I want to take life seriously. I want to do what I've always been told I need to do, mm. right? It would make me happy and fulfilled. Yeah. So I returned to college. Uh, I became a straight A student overnight. I became like that academic superstar. I ended up receiving a full scholarship to one of the top law programs in the country. And around that time, I had what you would call spiritual awakening. And I was someone who was atheist my entire life. And so I was told, once you get everything, once you exceed and excel, you'll feel great about yourself. And here I was, I got the full scholarship, the top law program. I had recently just gotten engaged with all my friends watching. I had, I had it. I did mm. it. Something was, still wasn't right. And it was like the doors were blown off. And I really just had to encounter the truths that I had been pushing away about myself, about my external reality. So around that time, I started working with different, what you would call like shamans or shamanic healers and, you know, kind of learning under them. Uh, I still went to law school, Wow! but everything that could go wrong in law school went wrong. I actually went to one of my uh, associate deans and kind of told her about my trauma background and I was processing some things. And I was actually told that someone from my background and in my situation would not excel at a school of that prestige, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Not joking. Horrible. And so I did well, but I I eventually withdrew after the first semester because I didn't like being told that. Words are powerful, by the way. Very much so. They're seeds. Words are can be planted in the most vulnerable part of your life and you will almost believe what that person says. We know that's not true, by the way. No, of course. And that's why I actually really fought. I really fought back against her or whatever, like, um, because I was set telling her I've had 10% of the resources that the other students have had to get here. And yet I'm still here. Just. And yet you're judging me and you're putting me on and making me feel incompetent and capable. Like this has been my life. You don't know me. And for you to put that on me. And it was like going in one ear out the other. And so then once again, I'm seeing how there's holes in our institutional structures. Yeah. So that was another kind of part of my journey. And so I eventually left law school. And a lot of things just happened. It wasn't like I really did it, but I eventually opened up my own healing practice in the Midwest. And initially it was just to help people with meditation and mindfulness, but I was getting people in with really heavy trauma and I was trying to refer them out to different therapists and they kept coming back to me and they're like, I've been through every type of therapist. It hasn't been helpful. You're it. And so that kind of took me on the journey of just reading hundreds of books on different therapy modalities and training and teaching 
myself on, on many different things. And suddenly the practice became successful, jumped online. And then the holistic psychologist had found me initially and had shared okay. uh, my material. Familiar with her, right? Holistic psychologist. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where it all came from in terms of really understanding healing myself, being called through whatever you want to determine a spiritual type experience to go even deeper within myself, to really look even more deeply, to be creative, and then to take that and then utilize that with others. And they were having really good success, which allowed me to continue to build this practice. And then they'll now share this information with others. So you went through this journey, you built your practice, and you are a shadow worker, correct? Shadow work. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would call it. You do shadow work. Is it the same as being a shaman? No, but it's at some point we all love titles and we all love to give yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I, I call myself and maybe it's it could sound a little egotistical. I just call myself a healer. OK. But in terms of what, when we talk about shadow work, it's like a lot of people's mental health is because we repress things in the subconscious. OK. We have this little narrative about who we are. I'm Zach. I'm a law student. I'm a good guy. That's always a great. I'm a good guy, right? I'm there for others. What we do is when we become overly identified with these labels and these constructs, we'll suppress any part of us that runs contrary to that. It's so good that you're saying that because when you talk about a shaman, say if someone's a Christian, yeah. uh-uh, stay away from because the source of where a shaman might be getting their healing revelations from might not align. But you're so right versus being open to healing. Like I said, it might be the opposite of someone else's religion or faith. So you've almost yeah. answered, I guess, what is a shadow worker, right? Mm -hmm. It helps yeah. people who suppress or are repressed spiritually, trauma-wise, yeah. okay? Yeah. Is it scary? Yeah. Healing is, right? It's not fun. We have this whole Western industrial complex that wants to gift wrap this whole process and make it seem pretty. But the, the real healing process, it's not pretty. To really come into wholeness and fullness, we have to go in and grab the parts of us that we suppressed because we were afraid to experience them. So that four-year-old scared little girl that we had to shove away because you know, we couldn't feel that fear because we had to show up for mom or our needs didn't matter. We need to bring that part of us back. We need to feel scared and helpless for a little bit. Yeah. We need to feel that leftover grief. We need to feel those. Those aren't easy things. And in a society that's about hyper productivity, that values hyper productivity, the parts of us that need to be healed aren't necessarily going to make you more productive, at least initially. Right. So we have a society whose values contradict what the healing process asks of us in general. That's so good, Zach, because I've heard people say there's a difference between an excuse or reason like, well, this happened to me as a child. So this is why I'm I am the way I am. But it mm -hmm. is important to heal the little boy in you, the little girl, oh, yeah. in you, because that unhealed child has formed who you are as an adult. It's why you respond the way you do. If relationships are crumbling. If you're always in and out of work or a certain career, maybe go inward and some of it is the mm -hmm. way. Like I learned some of my responses were because I had none of my emotional needs met as a child. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but even my parents, their parents, it was like, what do you mean you need a hug? You have a roof over your head, clothes on your back, and you got food to eat. 
Mm-hmm. What are you talking about an emotional need? You have everything you need, not knowing that I needed security. I needed affirmation. I needed respect. Mm-hmm. I needed mm-hmm. affection. Mm-hmm. So when you don't get those needs met, you either search later on in life through inappropriate, whatever. I don't know. So and go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And people will be shocked to understand that growing up, being emotionally attuned to by your parents, meaning your family or your caretakers understand your emotions and are mirroring them back to you and holding space for that. That is more important for your psychological development than having all your material needs met. And part mm-hmm. of my practice was I had all these very successful, wealthy, well-educated people come in, right? And we're like, why do I still feel this way? Feeling empty. I always say even success does not heal trauma. No, it doesn't. I promise you, I'll never forget many times saying, I can't wait till I get out this house. I can't wait till I get to college and go Mm -hmm. make some money. Mm -hmm. I did all of those things. Mm -hmm. And there was still something in which I still had yet to feel fulfilled and whole. I'm with you. And if we want to talk, it's really funny because, you know, most of my spiritual beliefs are are kind of rooted in the New Testament. So when we use shamanic healing, it's a light term to talk about just accessing your spiritual self. Yeah, I was about to ask, how do we? Come on, come on. You right there with me. How do we access people with this work? Shamanic belief, right? It's just from indigenous tribal communities. And so shamanism is really just a a broad, vague term to talk about spiritual healers that have existed for several thousand years that were kind of that conduit to really help people heal on every level. People would be shocked, but you were twice as likely to heal or recover from a mental health crisis in a developing country versus a developed country. Mm. Like we are missing something. And so this whole concept is a lot of people walk around in our society today and they say, I feel empty. I feel like I'm not there. I feel like I'm not home. Well, Communities for thousands of years understood this concept that if you don't process something, if something feels too overwhelming, a part of you almost kind of leaves. It's almost like this construct of soul loss, like a part of my deeper self shuts down. So it is through coming inward, through becoming focused on your internal self, through connecting with a higher power, right? Mm -hmm. This is part of the work I do. That's it. Like it is. Yeah. And coming back in and saying, what part of me? left because it was too much what part of me left Woo! Mm-hmm. wow trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I interviewed someone. She's a psychologist, Dr. Tama Bryant. She has a book called Homecoming. Mm-hmm. I love that. What part of you, I guess, left home? Not home mm-hmm. as in your physical house, but what part of you left? Mm-hmm. I probably have to ask myself that even though I have loads and loads of counseling therapy, I'm doing the work, but I don't know if I've ever been asked that. What part of me left? Can you dig mm-hmm. deeper into that? Yeah, like um, I take people like through this meditative exercise sometimes. Okay. Are we going to do one? Yeah, let's let's go for it. Okay. All right. So I just want you to kind of sit back, right? I want you to close your eyes. So Michelle, I just want you to notice your breath. I was holding it. It's okay. And so I want you to notice what it feels like when the air flows into the nostrils and when it leaves. And so Michelle, right now, what I want you to do is I want you to take your awareness into your body. I want you to feel your shoulders. I want you to feel your chest. Go and feel what it's like to just be in your upper abdominal area. Now your lower abdomen. And lastly, the root of your spine. Okay. And now I want you to take your awareness to the totality of your whole body. Just feel what it's like to just be in your body right now. So what we're going to do right now is I'm going to say a statement and I want you to notice how your body responds to that statement. Okay. Does it feel like it contracts? Does it feel like it opens? Like what, what goes on for you? So the statement I'm going to say, and you're just going to notice, you're just going to observe how your body responds, how the inner self reflects on it. I am worthy of unconditional love. I am worthy of unconditional love. One last time I want you to notice this. I am worthy of unconditional love. When you feel ready to step out for a sec, you can open your eyes. Okay. What did you feel when I said that statement? I couldn't believe you said it because I've been talking about that with friends this week Mm -hmm. or the past few days. I felt joy. Like, yeah, you are. Beautiful. That's why I smiled as soon as you said it. Okay, beautiful. And that comes from your healing work. Because I didn't always think I did. Mm -hmm. Now, what usually happens with the clients I work with because you've done the work is most people, their body will reject that statement. It'll contract. And because some part of them was shown or told that your true self isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And that could just be that you, have, you were angry or sad as a kid and mom and dad just didn't want to deal with it. And so then we go back through meditative exercise and we say, can you bring, how old were you when you started believing you weren't worthy of unconditional love? And someone would be like eight, because when we're in a meditative state, right, the mind, it's, we're able to kind of access that deeper self more easily. And so that part will come up and then people will go in and they'll see this eight-year-old of them and they'll start feeling scared and helpless and they're not good enough. And remember, this is the part that may have left and we're calling it back in, right? The subconscious mind may have actually shut down, which then creates miswiring and misfiring in our neural networks. I hope those of you that are listening 
that you gave yourself permission to do this exercise. And we want to know, write to us. Zach is on Instagram just simply as Zach Alexander, right? Mm-hmm. Triple underscore. Yeah. Triple underscore. <laughs> DM us together and say, what did your body do when he said the statement that you are worthy of love? Or if you want to replay this, because you probably weren't expecting this exercise, just replay this portion and let us know how you were feeling. Mm-hmm. Even when you were saying to be present with the air that's coming into your nostrils, what does that do to your body? The word gratitude came mm-hmm. to my mind. Like mm-hmm. this cold, crisp air, because I'm in a studio, so of course there needs to be air circulating so that the equipment yeah. doesn't overheat. And my feet, I could feel the chill. So gratitude came through my body. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. Y'all, don't be ashamed if you don't smile when he asked the statement. Don't be ashamed yeah. if, you, if you're not feeling gratitude right now. Yeah. Because sometimes life will make you think you deserve what you're getting. So a lot of us are carrying shame, guilt, condemnation, regret. So it's making you not even take in what is around you to even have gratitude. Now, have you heard of toxic positivity? Yes. Because even when I said gratitude, I wanted to make sure, but I really was like, oh my gosh, I can feel my lungs expanding. I'm grateful. Yeah. And it's not toxic positivity. It's because I literally sat here like, oh, I better do this more often. Let's dive into toxic positivity because actually it it makes up a huge, huge component of my work and, and my message. And the whole notion of shadow work is going into the shadows and accepting the darker parts of ourselves Mm. and toxic positivity, right? Let's define what that is. This was not toxic positivity. I feel gratitude right now. You're describing what your internalized experience is. We want you to feel good. (laughs) Like we want you to have gratitude. We want you to feel joy. What's the point if we're not going to get there? Yeah. In 2019, 2018, I wouldn't have felt gratitude. I would have told you, I feel hopeless right now. I want a Twinkie right now, Zach. I don't care nothing about this shadow. But let's go, you know, I hope I don't mind, like, because, you know, I've obviously know a little bit about your background. Come on through, please. Yeah. Let's use a background of toxic positivity from something, from an event or experience in your own life that you've spoken about. You know, I think you were going through depression at one point. I forget if you were on tour Mm -hmm. and your manager came up and was just like, Come on, we're doing great. You're doing this, right? He invalidated your experience. It was like, I can't hold, you said, great person. There was no no ill intention, Mm -hmm. right? But I don't know how to hold space for this experience. I can't understand this experience. I can't attune to it. So just be happy. Right. You got this. And that's great, but we can still have gratitude for what we have. We can hold two containers, have gratitude for what we have and acknowledge that in this moment, my genuine experience is of sadness, is of feeling lost, is of feeling not enough. And this is just an experience that I have to have move through me, okay? Because if we, if we shut that experience down and we say too quickly, oh, yeah, it's great. Like if someone passes away and it's like, oh, they're in a better place. Right. You don't need to feel grief. They're a better place. And it's like, I just feel grief right now. If we don't allow that experience to move through us or we shut it down and we tell men to shut every emotion down, that emotion doesn't go away. 
gets stored in yes. the shadows. So speaking of, most likely, someone might be shocked. And don't take this the wrong way. I'm not hitting on you or anything. But someone would say, only a woman would do this. Someone who looks like you, you've got it going on. They would probably think maybe a woman does more healing work. Do you find that men are like, bro, you're a healer? Let me come to you, dude. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, what do you find that men come to you to work on the most? My partner told me to come to you, which is typically, <laughs> typically the response I get or whatever. And that's all the time. But also, like, you know, the men that come to me aren't going through situations that aren't that dissimilar from me, meaning that I have money. My wife or partner's beautiful, or I get, or women love me, or da 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 da, right? And I feel, I don't feel good. Why? What's going on? Right. And, you know, sometimes men, men can even come into me because they think that like, you know, I can, you know, probably even help them be a little bit more successful. And it's like, haha, we're going to go into all your everything. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> and, and, you'll be, and you'll be more successful in the long run because when we help you clear your mind and tap into your internal self, whatever, you feel more enlivened and fulfilled. Right. But men typically come into me because they don't know or understand why they're feeling numb, empty, why they're getting into relationships that are not good for them, or that they're having a hard time relating or connecting to their partner in the way that their partner's asking mm -hmm. them to. And so they want to do the work. That is so good. When you talk about even doing the work, especially, you know, men, whomever you're trying to attract, something about doing the work do you believe that you attract who you are or where you are at the time? Do you believe that? To an extent, yeah. I think we oversimplify these concepts way too much. You know, the law of attraction, I think, is, you know, how that's kind of given out in these spheres. I think it's incredibly simplified. Like if you're but, healed, you'll attract someone healed. But if you're toxic, you're going to attract someone toxic. Y'all going to trauma bond. That will happen. Okay. Absolutely. But like I said, you, we can't oversimplify it. Okay. Right. But yeah, like attracts like. Wow. And that's okay. That makes sense. And that's what happens is the women start doing the work and they kind of up their level. And the man kind of feels that pull now, like either I got to do it to get up to where she's at because I love her or this relationship is going to disintegrate. And the man kind of is stuck in that place. And that's when he'll kind of dive in because the feminine is what lifts us men up. I do believe women are taking the lead on this, on this whole kind of like healing revolution. And that's okay. So how are men dealing with that? You know, with female empowerment and, you know, the word patriarchy? Yeah. My personal opinion is I think the patriarchy eats itself alive in terms of like men are nearly four times more likely right now to commit suicide. We have higher rates of drug abuse. We have higher rates of, of narcissism, which I, I think is trauma related. And so here we are, we are struggling immensely and we're also afraid to speak about it. Is every toxic man a narcissist? Because that word, everybody is throwing the word narcissist around. Now, women can be a narcissist too, but is every toxic man a narcissist? No. Sometimes men are just assholes. Some, that's true. Some are. And then some yeah. assert themselves because of trauma, because of needing to feel in control. Narcissism exists on a spectrum. Got okay. it. 
So we can all have narcissistic traits. Now there does come a point of like no return, I do believe, where a man is has been so emotionally suppressed. Maybe it might be a genetic makeup, right? They might be going through very rough life circumstances where there's a cutoff and like the kind of psyche kind of cements that personality structure in place and it's very hard to come out of. And that's someone that cannot ever see outside themselves. Got it. And it even gets a point where they start taking pleasure in like the pain of others. Ooh, right? Okay, that's what, yep, yep. Yeah. You take pleasure. Mm-hmm. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Primal scream therapy. <laughs> yeah. What is that? So, why are we having a little bit of a mental health crisis amongst men and in general? We do not know how to work with anger and rage. <laughs> we don't know what to do with it. Men and people in general go in one of two lanes shove it or immediately react to it. This is a safer emotion for me than sadness, whatever. And we just release it all the time. And that's what creates that toxicity in relationships. Mm. Now, I'll say this. You know, in the 60s, they did a study on primal scream therapy, which is the act of screaming. He does have a video about this. We're not going to do primal scream therapy. We are not going to scream into our microphones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edge last I'm like, I don't think that's the best idea. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. What primal scream therapy necessarily is, is means it's learning to work with anger and rage Got it. okay, and to contain it. So instead of I feel angry huh, and just letting it out, can you feel the anger moving up through your body? Like, oh, I'm angry. I'm angry. OK, right. Yeah. Uh, how do I work this out? How do I work this out? Grab the pillow and go. Ah, right. And release that. But then when it starts to feel too overwhelming or you start to feel yourself losing control, ah. bring it back. Breathe deeply. I'm still in control. Okay. This is not overtaking me. I've got this. This is not a dangerous emotion to experience because I can work with it. I can contain it. Oh, wow. I feel lighter. Oh my God. The colors outside feel brighter. You released energy. The stuck energy moves through you. Yeah. It shouldn't be the go-to thing, right? You don't want to just, oh, Let's scream every day. I don't think that's healthy, but for some people, there's something really stuck there. For a lot of men, I'll take them through it when I work with them, right? Let's get in, let it loose. Let and it then all loose. Of a sudden, yes. There's sadness behind there. I love how, how you're even letting men know it is okay to release your emotions because if you're mm -hmm. angry, 
Angry is a natural, legitimate human response to something. Yes. Sadness yeah. is. And I love how you share that you are not weak mm -hmm. to express it. Mm -hmm. Men feel like, oh, I'm a man. I'm going to hold this anger in. You're not weak to ex express it. How do you feel like women, the person you love, your family, that we can make you feel safe to express it? What do we say to someone if a man, if they feel like they're struggling? It's okay to not be okay. It really is. So good. You don't always have to be strong. You don't always have to perform. You can have your moment. And we hear that it's okay to not be okay. And it's not necessarily a cliche because even as I asked that question, I'm sure one or two people were looking for some theological, mystical, magical answer, but it's simple. It is okay to not be okay. It is mm -hmm. okay to accept you didn't have a good day today. You are having a legitimate response to a situation in you, around you. <laughs> And so thank you so much. I keep my podcast as much as possible in the space of mental health, but I'm also wanting people to do the healing. So if you want to be in a healthy relationship, maybe of any kind, to do the work. So somebody just want to know, do you believe in the thing of how can you find a good man, a good woman? <laughs> Is that a such thing? It's a good, yeah. good man, good woman out there. Yeah, it ain't easy. <laughs> Not easy. Someone who's integrity, who's self-aware, and can hold space for who I am. I think that's what we're all looking for. Someone that can see me. See me. Or being able to see themselves. That's so good. Yeah. I mm -hmm. see where you say, also, be clear about what you're willing to take and not take. Yeah. Should we be asking people... What kind of work have you done for yourself? <laughs> have you done the work? It might be a better question than what's your favorite color on the first date. Mm. It might be. It might be. You just want to see if the person has an awareness of themselves or are they just going to talk about their accomplishments the whole time, right? Like, are they taking a real interest in me? And, you know, you want to talk about like narcissism and toxic men. Are they just mirroring me back and saying everything I want to hear or do they just seem like they're their own person mm -hmm. right that really just has like a congruent sense of self and can, is very readily able to access who they are and be very firm as we said what are you not willing to allow in a relationship what does that baseline need like i need this from someone and if they can't give it to me that's it i can't be in it right these are my needs that's it and this is a whole nother podcast, a whole nother episode, I should say. But I find myself shocked that I can now articulate what my needs are and be okay. Their response mm. is their response, but I know what I need. And I'm now, Zach, I'm in a place where I can say it without shame, without feeling like I'm going to hurt their feelings or feeling like I'm not going to have this relationship because I expressed a need. And... Mm. Express your need so that you can have what what you desire. Now, if it's then you got to tell if it's some something obnoxious, some obnoxious deal breaker. Because we say we want a good relationship, and then something good comes our way, but we overanalyze it. We pick the person apart. Blah 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 blah. And mm -hmm. so, like I said, that's a whole nother. Yes, nother. That's a whole nother episode. 
do you deal primarily with men? So, yeah, right now it, it, it primarily is men that I'm working with just because it actually used to be women because women were just more into healing, right? And going into these steps. Uh, I switched to primarily seeing men because I just noticed there was such a need there. And yeah, so I was willing to, you know. Wow. Listen, y'all. Zach Alexander, healer of men. That should be. <laughs> I am so thankful, Zach. I literally feel like there can be a part two, part three, part four, part five. Yeah. You are welcome to check in with us at any time. I don't care if you feel like, Michelle, I didn't get to say this on this episode. Hit us. Be like, we got anything you want to share, any developments, any new revelations. And thank you for breaking down to us this level of healing, the shadow work. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to, if I do something in person, you got to come. You got to be there. Oh, absolutely. I'm so appreciative for you. And I'm thankful for the work that you felt that you needed to do. Because if you didn't do it, you wouldn't be used as a vessel to heal others. And I don't want to pretend like I, I went into this work willingly. Like it really took something higher than me to kind of come in to and be like. snatch you. Yeah. And be like, you got to do it. And there's no other choice. Like this, well, is, this you know is it. What? Right? That's the thing about a good shepherd. A shepherd has this apparatus where it's mm -hmm. a hook almost. And it kind of gets that sheep back into where it needs to be. So something Grabbed you gently <laughs> to get you to where you needed to be. We're thankful for that shepherd and for that guide. Where can we find you? Just find me on Instagram. Okay, y'all. He's on Instagram at Zach Alexander, and that's where you will find a lot of his work. And his posts are so informative, but just look him up. And again, thank you for checking in. Oh, my gosh. Are y'all not enlightened? Do you feel a little lighter? If not, that's okay too. Prayerfully, you've had some awareness. And if y'all heard the exercise that we did, go ahead and replay that audio. See what you're feeling and go ahead and send us a DM. So his is Zach Alexander with three underscores, okay? Z-A-C-K Alexander. Go ahead and share with us what did your body do? Like he said, did it contract? Did it open up? Did you feel sadness or any shame? Did you feel guilt or regret? Did you feel happy? And all of those emotions that I just shared, again, remember that those are natural, legitimate human responses. So don't feel bad if you're not happy. Don't feel bad if you didn't light up with joy. That just means there's some work to do. And like he said, there's a part of you that left that you need to come back home to. So I am thankful that y'all continue to listen, continue subscribing, continue downloading. And we're going to do this work every Tuesday. Just know this is a podcast that you can listen to so that you can know that you are never alone. Remember and always know that you are loved. Well, who loves me? I do.
Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.